0: W H U P L P Hillsborough. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got Slam Queen up in here, Ayana Alberston, as a poet, a writer amongst many other things. Spending most of her life in North Carolina, Ayana's poetry embodies the lifestyle of the Southern Black woman, mixed with wit, yet simplistic substance. In the last year, Ayana has participated in various slam poetry competitions across the county, has won the grand slam champion at the bull city slam team shout out to bull city for the consecutive of two years and has used her gift of words in various platforms in order to impact and inspire others ladies and gentlemen i cannot wait for y'all to hear her spit a poem. after this amazing instrumental we go get to somebody i cannot wait to hear spit poem. <laughs> spoken stories ladies and gentlemen Poets and those who enjoy poetry, you are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listen as being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to spoken stories. I don't know if y'all enjoy that instrumental as much as I do, but I love it. I love it. Ayana, thank you for coming up in here today.
1: Thank you, thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh yes, of course, of course, of course. Go ahead, speak up just a little bit more from me.
1: Yes, yes, yes. There we go.
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Good. I can hear you now. I can't wait for the <laughs> listeners to hear. I have a uh, my first question for you. That Bull City Slam team is so intense. They've been around for so long. Brandon I Shine, Dasanah Hanu, so mm-hmm. many amazing poets have um, performed for that Slam team. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is: How does it feel for two years in a row for you to win Grand Slam champion?
1: Um, I think it's really humbling, honestly, because. Um, I'm on a team with a lot of vets. Everybody who has been on the team has been doing it for at least three, four, five-plus years. So um, they call me the rookie. And so for me, um, it's more humbling because it just lets me know that I'm, like, capable of of keeping up with people who have been doing it for a, a long time. Um, and it's not really something I'm, like, really boastful about, but um, I'm grateful that, um, I'm able to be the Grand Slam Champ for two years. They said I was the first person to do it two years in a row, so i thought I thought that was pretty dope and um, I mean, yeah it's it's really humbling and it just lets me know that I'm capable, and you know, it gives me that chance to like believe in myself a little more um just knowing that um I can do what what I feel like I can do and that other people really vibe with that, and other people really support me in that uh, pursuit of just being the best poet I can be.
0: Oh yes, I remember the first year that you won, I was actually a part of that slam as well. Mm. And it was such an amazing experience to see you perform. Um, I love poetry. I have the word tattooed on my body with me being poet laureate here of Hillsboro, North Carolina. Like, mm-hmm. I have books out. Like I'm such a fan of poetry. And I um, can express the enjoyment that I had from sitting on that back balcony as the doors, like as you walk into the Hayti, mm-hmm. and just sitting there being in awe at your performance. And you. you have this beautiful, soft voice. And then when you spit a poem, <laughs> you transform. and from my perspective i'm not a judge of slam poetry by any means but i think that that is what gets you to win like you're so genuine about yourself even as you walked into the radio station the hi you gave me a hug the bright smile and um as we were working on the levels just the genuineness and you're laughing and then you really transform Mm -hmm. when it comes to that poetry it's almost like you're you're um Bruce Wayne to Batman type type thing. like I <laughs> right. really appreciate that that transformation that you tap into. Um, are you aware of that?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, a lot of people always tell me, you know, it's like this big thing in this small package because when you see me, I'm like very just i'm I'm not I'm like an introvert that's really good at being extroverted, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not somebody who enjoys being in a lot of social spaces, but when I am, I'm comfortable. Um, but I would prefer to be with myself. And um, so, like when it comes to poetry, I think that kind of just goes into like just me being an artist in a in a in a broader spectrum because I used to be in a lot of like um, I used to participate in theater and stuff like that and did a lot of drama um, throughout high school and honestly throughout my entire childhood. And so it's kind of like just taking on that uh, persona of just performing. And knowing that, you know, you have to kind of step outside of yourself in order to give people, um, a show, in order to deliver yourself effectively, so, um love I, I
0: really appreciate what you said yeah. in the sense of delivering yourself effectively and the performance like right. thank you so much for accepting that opposed to I am here sharing a poem no right. you are performing so right. obviously you, you are aware of that for you to have one two years in a row but there are so many poets and myself sometimes who I get caught up in reading or just enjoying my poem I get caught up mm-hmm. in enjoying it so much that I forget the performance and the entertainment aspect of it and like yeah. I said like you really batman the mess out of that Uh,
1: (laughs) i I think i just really want people to enjoy uh, my poems and it's not more so for external validation but it's more so that feeling of i want you to um, enjoy it as much as i enjoy writing it and i want you to you know be able to be in that experience that i'm uh, portraying with my words i want you to kind of like just be able to feel that and visualize that through words so that's kind of why i make sure that my delivery is just as effective as the words in and of them in and of itself
0: for those of you who are just listening, I have Ayana Alberston in here, just Grand Slam champion two years in a row. I want to say that throughout the show because that right there is an accomplishment, and I am so excited about the musical feature that we have today, um, Ayoni Jeffries, because not only is this a artist handpicked by Ayana herself, but I actually have the artist sitting behind me, and quite often... I just play the artist music, and I give insight on where they are from and their passion from what they have sent me. So, like, I'm honestly in awe for me to have these two amazing artists behind me and in front of me and around me with their energy. So I cannot wait to play the music and for me to actually interview the artists, the musical artists as well, on top of me interviewing the, um, the poets. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are you're in for a treat. We don't we're not just giving you, um, the playing the music today we're actually going to um interview the musical artists as well and find out where where that passion came from. Why did you make that song? Why do you enjoy this particular type of music? So for those of you listening, you know where you're at. Poet Laureate of Hillsboro, your host here Endless Will. Um we've got Ayana Ayon, excuse me, Ayana, two-time Grand Slam champion and my my question for you now is you mentioned that you were in the theater and mm-hmm. like you have that particular um, niche on your resume to mm-hmm. embody your performance as a poet. But when did you first perform poetry?
1: Um, the first time I ever said poetry, like publicly, I was at like a church event. And this was like when I was like in the eighth grade. Um, but actually on like an open mic setting, um, I actually did an open mic when I went to school. I went to school in Alabama. Um, at Oakwood University, it's in Huntsville, and they have this art collective, and it's called Art and Soul. And so they have shows once a month every Thursday, once a month on a Thursday of every month, And I was like, you know, maybe I should just try this out. And so that was my first time actually performing poetry. It was actually in college. But I've been writing poetry, honestly, as long as I can remember. I used to write poetry like in elementary school. So college was my first time really performing poetry. And from that, I was able to actually become a part of that group. And they kind of molded me. A little bit and helped me to like you know figure out who I was and who I wanted to be as a poet and then um, once I moved back here post-college and post-graduation that's when I um, heard a few things about uh, the Bull City Slam team and I was like you know let me just try that out and from there it's kind of just taken off and I've been doing poetry competitively for about a year and a half now but as far as just um, performing poetry in a public setting for the first time I would really kind of give that to art and soul which is like a, a art collective a group that performs um, at Oakley University in Alabama that's
0: awesome I really love the consistency you said I've been writing poetry since I was in elementary school and then mm-hmm. it transitioned for me to perform the first time I was in college so you are already comfortable with your composition notebook even before you shared your poem right. and but you just like that was just a new aspect of it that right. first performance that you have did the crowd and um, the other poets, did they embrace you as well as I've seen the embrace at Bull City?
1: Um, Yes, I would say so. Um, A lot of the people were just like, you know, oh, that was dope. You know, because a lot of the times, um, especially when people are artists and they've been doing it for a while, they already have this, like, um, confidence slash arrogance. And I think for me, um, anytime I try anything new, I always have to come with, like, a humbling spirit because you have to understand that there's always people who— Quote unquote, can be better than you. And it's not it's not to be like competitive in a sense, but it's like never think that you're at your peak because, you know there's always like room to be better. So um I think that kind of just helps in the grand scheme of things, especially in artistry as a whole because i've I've always like approached new new situations with that type of humbling spirit. And not to say that I'm not confident, I am a confident person, but I definitely feel like it it needs to be like a balance. Oh, yes. It's almost yeah.
0: like the confident without being so egotistical about it. Right. And as I mentioned before, like you, you, your embrace is, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. You gave me a yeah. hug. Hey, how you giggling during the levels? Like you can tell there is no ego behind that. It is genuine. Yeah. And I ask and I appreciate the fact that you continue that. You said I've been writing since Um, elementary school the first time I performed was in college and I was nervous and then they embraced me and they taught me things so for you to even say I've been doing it for so long and the first time I performed you were still open arms and receptive to being taught so that just shows that you don't have that monkey on your back you're better than everyone pounding on your chest type of attitude because you are still learning and you said like it's a humbling experience to be on Bull City considering the veterans you can't wait to learn more so man just like that within itself being that sponge uh, I, I appreciate you giving me that energy Because it is it is fun to listen to It's fun to enjoying this interview Within 15 minutes of it And mm-hmm. I am such a fan of you reciting poems um, Listeners, I'm not going to keep you waiting Any longer as I'm sitting here And telling you what my favorite food is And I'm not giving you any any of it um, I've got plenty to share um, So please, listeners, open up your ears To an amazing poet um, please, Can you please give us something?
1: Sure, sure, sure um, This poem is one I've actually written very recently. It's actually just a minute poem, but it's really effective and it kind of speaks into um, a childhood experience that I had and it's called Haunted House. They say most people miss their childhood homes, but when you grow up in a haunted house, you don't miss the way the floor creaks how your mother's scream echoes down the hall, how her face hits the wall, the dresser, the floor, his fists, you don't miss the arguments, the late nights wondering if she'll turn into a ghost or make it to see morning, the triggers that came without warning, you do not miss the monster your father became after dark, or a couple drinks. There's no nostalgia for those type of memories, no wishing things back to how they were, just wishing you could forget how bad things were when you grow up in a haunted house. You do not reminisce on the abusive plague that has made its way under your roof. How the room trembles at the raising of his voice if given the choice. You would not wish to recall the brawls that left the wall shaken, The bruises that made a bracelet of her wrist. How dark a room could get even on a sunny day. To say most people miss their childhood homes is probably true. But as for me, I do not wish to reminisce on a place I am still recovering from. Mm. Refuse to call that haunted house a home.
0: Mm -hmm. that was amazing young lady thank you that was amazing um I I, I hear you in the background Iona you said it gives you chills every time that was that was amazing right there and the imagery not only the words were impactful when they were very deep as you said like it's intense a minute poem that's very intense but the imagery I was kind of like closing my eyes a little bit and imagining Mm -hmm. like you as a young lady as you as a little lady just hearing those um horrendous things in the background and for yeah. them to affect you and still write about that in your later years that just shows the influence that tr- problematic times have on your life like mm-hmm. that could have easily been uh, the flip side of flying kites and playing video games and eating good food and things of that nature so uh, me as a parent i really try my best to really pay attention to those little moments because we, re- we remember them
1: right right absolutely yeah absolutely
0: with with writing something that deep Um, as I mentioned I'm a poet myself and I have a hard time I have the hardest time writing about my past Mm -hmm. Um, it is very hard for me to do that like uh, pen trembling not trying to go back into that place that Mm -hmm. I've grown out of and obviously I haven't grown out ever since considering I can't write about it you know what I'm saying so like give me some insight
1: on how do you do that um, I think it does have to come with a sense of, uh, of peace. So if you're not at peace with the situation, <clears throat> I think um, you should definitely try to write about it, but don't be so worried about performing it and don't be so worried about sharing it publicly. Sometimes you need to write as a form of therapy. And um, like this particular poem is something that I've actually been able to uh, reconcile with. Uh, me and my dad are working on our relationship. Has and, he heard that poem? Um, no. Hmm. He hasn't. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm kind of anxious for him to hear it, you know, because there's some things that I think that he um, neglects to, um, what's the word, address, and some things that he assumes I either forgot or have forgiven him enough to not address it. Hmm. Um, and um, I think in situations like that, it's very important that as artists, we learn to write our way out of depression, and out of grief, and out of, um, you know, trauma. Um, I also have another poem that I wrote, um, and this is actually, it was actually one of the most traumatic poems that I have, and it's about my ex, and it's about his attempted at suicide and um, me being there and me having to deal with the recovery of just seeing it and saving him, in a sense. Um, And the poem kind of just goes on to talk about how I was in that moment. And as a poet, I felt like I had to write a poem about it. I felt like it, it needed to be a poem. But in the process of writing the poem, I realized it was such a traumatic experience that I couldn't write a poem about it. So the poem then turned into you know, telling poets that you don't always have to write about your trauma either.
0: Go ahead. Give me you, that poem. I remember that. poem. So <laughs> like, I, re- I definitely remember this poem. I've mm-hmm. only heard it one time, but I remember this poem and bef- like not to cut you off. Yeah. But I really want to hear that. But in the sense of you haven't shared that poem with your father. I have a poem about my father giving mm-hmm. up. He hates that poem. Um, somebody recorded me Performing it like Two three years ago At a open mic right. And they posted it On um, Facebook And I shared it And he called me And he was irate Adamant Take that off the internet I cannot believe <laughs> You said that about me And I'm yeah. like I'm not going to do that Because this is my reality mm-hmm. Sir You know what I'm saying I really want you to understand The effect that you had on me And for you to be that mad at it lets me know You know it's true
1: Right I don't think my dad Will, will necessarily Appreciate that poem um, In the way that it's written But I hope I hope that he'll be open to appreciating the fact that um, I'm able to, to write about it and that writing about it has allowed me to forgive him and that it wasn't him that allowed me to forgive him, you know? Yeah. Because um, I think, and, and you know, it it all comes over time, it all comes with time, things take time. and. You know, me and my dad, like I said, we're working on our relationship, and I definitely just hope that he can be open to that. So as far as you um, and your dad and the experience with um, him hearing it, I think he'll have a similar experience. But I think when he really self-evaluates and really understands the purpose of of why I wrote it um, and the therapy that it gave me, then hopefully he'll be a little bit more understanding and open to the fact that, um, you know, that this is a part of the healing process. Oh yes. So
0: we've got Ayana Alberston up in here sharing so many amazing poems. Um, <laughs> please, please give us that. Give us that one that sends chills down everybody's <laughs> spine when they hear it. Please give us that.
1: Okay. Um, I always have to get myself in the mindset for this poem. Oh yeah, take your time. Yeah. Okay. When I saved my ex from suicide. I didn't feel like a hero. There is no honor in making someone feel like dying and refusing to let them. I remember it like it was yesterday. You see, I've always been a light sleeper. So when I heard the constant knocks, I figured you were expecting friends. When I opened my eyes to see you hanging, I quickly realized that me and death were the only invited guests here and there you hung, your face a blue sky without oxygen, your body an earthquake of convulsions tremoring and I knew it was my faults that got you here. For two years, I've tried to write about my ex's attempt at suicide and this is as far as I've gotten. This is when it becomes too hard, a knot in my throat, too heavy, a burden to carry, too hard, a reality to relive for two years. I've tried to make this pain sound poetic, Triggering myself back into trauma for the sake of writing a good piece This poem has eaten me whole for years And here I am, still trying to give you a piece of my brokenness Do you know what it's like to watch a black man hang And have no lynch mob to point the finger to no social injustice to blame just some misconstrued perception of what love is why is it that poetry has a way of healing everyone but the person who writes it uses just enough literary devices that you overlook the cry for help consider it a good concept when a poet has an emotional breakdown on stage is it really a release or a relapse cause every time I revisit this poem I can practically feel my lungs collapse my eyes water my heart palpitate for two years I've tried to find the words to say there are days when I am more heartache than healing more suffering than survivor and I am tired of seeing people face their demons for the first time since the first time on a stage I do not know why we romanticize the notion of poetic distress how we have learned to suppress our anxiety without properly addressing our affliction how we have become so addicted that we are willing to sacrifice our sanity as if poetry can't be both therapeutic and the very reason to go seek therapy I have learned that not all pain deserves this platform and this is not to shame those who have survived and are willing to share, but to give an alternative to those who constantly feel the pressure to bleed and have no idea how to heal after reopening the wound. For two years, I've tried to roll back this tomb. I've tried to make a resurrection of the very thing that haunts me hoping to make art of this anguish. You see, when I saved my ex from suicide, I didn't feel like a hero. There is no honor in making someone feel like dying and refusing to let them. I still remember it like it was yesterday. But today, I've chosen not to trigger myself back into trauma, into depression, and into grief for the sake of writing a good poem.
0: That is amazing. Thank you. That is amazing. The definition of amazing is that poem right there. And I thank you so much. I couldn't do nothing, but I usually take notes um, when a poet shares, just so I can um, rebuttal or repeat some of the lines, but th- that that just sends chills down me. Like that, I really, 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 really appreciate that poem, young lady. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank um, you. It's so uh, amazing what you said in the sense of poets breaking themselves down on stage for a score, mm-hmm. uh, because that poem that you shared. Um, Like was the spark of a great discussion that I had in Fayetteville with LJ and a Mm -hmm. group of the poets. I know you're familiar with LJ. I can't wait to bring him in here, by the way. But we I I featured at his show. And afterwards, we all went out to eat. It was like 10 of us. And it was that particular poem started a conversation. And I was like, man, y'all know who Ayana is. And have y'all heard that poem about her ex? And everybody was just like, not everybody's heard it. But the people that have heard it was just like, Yes. And then we started to hit on that pain, like, as poets, what we put ourselves through in that moment. Because when I seen you perform that poem, like, you walked off stage and got tears in your eyes. And mm-hmm. usually, like, as poets, we, like, dap up the poets as we're getting off stage performing. Like, right. you, like we respected the fact that you needed to gather yourself. Right, right. And, like, that's what we were hitting on as we were enjoying our dinner of the depths of poetry that we don't think people really understand like tapping into that emotion and that feeling of Mm -hmm. rape or suicide or inadequate fathers or just that emotion like i don't care about your score at this moment or the score you're going to give me right realize what you just heard
1: right and and that that's the thing It's, it's like you know um it's two things that poetry can do. Poetry can write your way out of depression, or sometimes it can write your way into depression, especially when you're talking about things that are traumatic, things that um really like hit the core of who you are. Um, and I think that poem for me, what well, it started off writing myself into a depression, and that's why I it had to take that turn, cause I I literally tried to write that poem for two whole. Years. It never takes me that long to write a poem. I think the longest it's taken me to write a poem is maybe two weeks. So I kept trying to figure out, you know, why can't I write this poem? Why can't I write that poem? Because it wasn't meant to, I wasn't meant to relive that moment. It wasn't a poem for me to actually go through each detail of what happened when my ex was actually trying to commit suicide. It was supposed to be a poem, and now I understand that. It was supposed to be a poem so I can help other poets know that in the midst of that tragedy and stuff that you deal with, sometimes it's okay to not write about it. Sometimes it's okay that if you write about it, you don't share it. You know, some people force their way into trauma, and they don't know how to get themselves out of it because now they've put themselves in such a vulnerable situation and they they don't have that support. Or just even if they do have like the physical support of people, people don't understand the type of emotion that you're dealing with. And I think that that's what that poem really um, is about. And I'm so glad it kind of came out that way because I really had no idea what I was going to do with that poem. I, I laid it aside for so long. And it was actually through watching people have emotional breakdowns on stage and people running off a stage when they're done. It was through seeing that, that I realized, you know, a lot of people don't understand that we don't have to talk about these things mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have to put yourself through that for the sake of a score.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I love um, your motto. I love your motto. Yeah. Is, I don't wish to be famous. I want to be heard and I want you to know we hear you young lady. Yeah. We hear you. Yeah. We, I've got Ayana in here. that's giving us so much wisdom given us so much of herself and I mean that to the sincerity of that the first two poems she says about her ex um, the first poem about her father she's not entertaining us she is literally giving us her heart and I hope I really hope that y'all are listening and y'all appreciate that because if you don't you need to turn off the radio station you need to look (laughs) yourself in the mirror you need to reevaluate yourself because it is hard Mm -hmm. for somebody to give you themselves as she is doing right here Um, so again I can't thank you enough We got Ayone here. I'm going to get into this first song that I cannot wait to hear. My daughter and I was jamming out to this as the amazing artist Ayone sent it to me. And so I can't wait for you guys to jam out just as my daughter and I was. And then I am excited about taking the time to ask Ayone about her process as an artist. So here we go. We've got OCD by Ayone Jeffries.
2: Sometimes the pain doesn't go away, we just find a new way to nurture it. I remember, I remember everything. Your mumbling, your stuttering. I understand you were scared. Got this cold, cold shoulder. Turn your back on your daughter to have kisses from your lover. I remember my heart turned. December, yeah. But I have high hopes. I know the moon glows in the dark during winter. I know you'll say forgiveness is the way. But what's the price I paid to harbor this pain? Yeah, yeah. I've got this old.
0: Goodness gracious, the vocals on Aeoni is just amazing. Um, the, um, the vocals, the vocals, the vocals. I just looked at her right in her face, probably like two inches from her face, and I said, girl, you can sing so glad that I did not eat anything disgusting for breakfast this morning or she would have been like, bruh, like back up. <laughs> Let me just give you a little insight on this amazing artist. Ayoni Jeffries is an Afro-Indigenous vocal artist, songwriter, and the co-founder of SOAP Worldwide Inc., an organization geared towards neutering, artistry and self-sufficiency in youth that is amazing thank you so much for that from ballads to reggae ayoni channels her creativity to write songs across musical genres the elements of her identity are resilience blackness femininity rebellion and spirituality are the foundation of her creativity i love the fact when i just told her girl you can sing she looked at me she smiled and she said and i rap too <laughs> she said, and I rap to Aoni. Thank yes. you for this.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, for having us. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, Just <laughs> to speak up just a little uh, just a little bit more for me, but um Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you I can hear you perfect now. When did you realize? Like I have this mm-hmm. this um analogy and this this like thought process and concept of life that we all eventually find out what we're good at we have this natural mm-hmm. talent from birth i don't if somebody was born today probably five minutes ago and they mm-hmm. can do they can do something they don't know they can do it yet but they can do something mm-hmm. when did you realize that you were that vocally talented
2: um i believe that well first off it's, it's just been something that i've like you said i was born with it um And I believe that we come here knowing exactly what it is that we're to do. It's more of a feeling than it is like visionary. But we get lost through like gaining other people's experiences and other people's opinions and living the way that, you know, people want us to live through their own lifestyles. Um, And we forget who we are. We forget what our purpose is. So it's just like tapping back into my truest self and that being like how music really shaped my childhood. Um, and like most of the most of the experiences that I have, even like when my mom was pregnant with me, I remember her singing and I remember her voice. And up until I was like 15, I would lay on her chest just so I could hear her voice while she was on the phone. <laughs> because I liked the way that it, like the vibration always just did something for me. So more than music as like being a vocalist or being, um, instrumentalist or even a writer I just appreciate the frequencies of music and just the way that it connects all of us without even us like realizing it or meaning for it to be that way
0: I can tell that you embody that in your that first song that, that we listen to like I said my daughter um I'm going to play that often to her that's the one thing that I really appreciate mm-hmm. about having this platform as a as a radio host yeah. is I, I have like awesome music in my archive that I listen to as I cook dinner or as I clean the mm-hmm. house and um I have a, a musically talented daughter she's a writer at 10 and she yeah. I promise you probably in the next week or so she's gonna know every lyric to that song <laughs> that's and I'm a, crazy. and I'm gonna send it to you and I'm really gonna and I'm not please,
2: no please do like i to see it because that came from like a really vulnerable place um and like I feel you Ayana, when you were talking about us not revisiting our like those spaces for the sake of creating something because that song came from um I actually do have OCD like day in and day out I live with it and it's more so in my head so people will not see like the physical manifestation of it but it's a challenge and um the point of me writing the song was to bring awareness to like what it is that I deal with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, just like the how I count everything. Even sitting here now, I'm like counting the brooks on the wall and I'm counting the lines in between them, and it just you know it gets exhausting. But I feel like it was necessary to like uplift my voice, not just for myself. But I've I've had so many people come to me and tell me like, yo, I deal with this every day, and I feel like I can't talk about it because it's not an experience that everyone you know, embodies.
0: I really love so. what this episode. This is episode fifteen and I've had um quite a few entertaining people. Um a buddy of mine church, we were in here laughing so much on his episode <laughs> and I feel like this episode right here with the laughter in the background and the and the laughter as we were checking our levels and mm-hmm. just the comfortability and you guys being patient enough to wait for me is such a healing show. Um, the two poems that Ayana has shared, uh, one about her father and the um, the suicide, is just that's so personal. And then you letting us know something about yourself, like I'm counting these bricks and the lines between, because that's something I deal with. There is no entertainment aspect of this show today. This is definitely personal reflection yeah. and what we are doing to get through those. So for you both to be that vulnerable and give that to myself and the masses um mm-hmm. I, I can't applaud you all enough because that is the um where, where music derived from where poetry and writing derived from when somebody had a long day
1: mm-hmm.
0: back in the 200s i don't care mm-hmm. what year you want to go to when somebody had a long day they listened to a, a ocd song or they would go and sit in the log cabin or whatever, the tent, the hut, whatever, or it's a tent by the lake by Ayana, and Ayana would tell them that exact same poem. So, this is such a transition to what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It is healing. It's not necessarily all about that profit or that dollar, it is yeah. healing and letting you know the experience that we've been through. So, I thank both of you for giving us that.
2: Thank you for having us and like giving us the platform.
0: Yeah, so my, my question for both of you, um, if uh, one of you wanna a- answer it first, but for you ayana why why poetry why use this you mentioned that you were familiar and fluent in theater growing up but why use poetry as your platform now like why
1: um i've always knew that um i thought in an open-minded way i always knew that um kind of just in my experience with just my friends and Giving advice and just even the little things of just talking to people, I've always known that I've, and I don't want to be boastful, but I've had like a a different type of creativity and wit that goes towards under the umbrella of like wisdom, and um, I've always enjoyed just taking a different perspective and a different. Um, route on things but still saying the same thing that's why I tell people all the time my poetry is simplistic but it's substance so it doesn't make you think too hard but it still makes you think Mm -hmm. you know and um, I I enjoy uh, just being able to be a voice for people and even when I was in school like I went to school for broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. so I always had this idea of like oh I want to either be a radio host or I want to have like a talk show right, for necessary dialogue, and I just started my podcast, but, you know, I've always known that I wanted to be a voice for people, and I always want to just make sure I impact and empower people, Mm -hmm. so poetry is just the creative side of that, um, but absolutely just making sure that I'm a voice for people is, is the umbrella, Mm -hmm. and, and poetry is just one of those, like, branches that I've just been able to utilize, um,
0: I love that I was so yeah. smart and that vision again like you are very very good at putting that imagery out uh. there you're very very good at that you said thank like you. yes this is I want to be a voice for people that's the tree trunk and this is the branch and this is the leaf like yeah. I hear you go ahead spitting a poem without even spitting a poem <laughs> like <laughs> yes yeah. thank you so much and, and again for you Ayoni, you mentioned that you're a writer you rap mm-hmm. um, you sing beautiful songs like and you. um your poster as i see you you are very i love that dread that you have in the back i love the color oh, of your hair. i didn't
2: know i didn't know you noticed that. oh
0: I, I, yes i noticed a lot of things so i, I, I love the dread and the the Thank color you. of your hair the the awesome smile that you have like as soon as you i seen you outside and just now like you have that smile that not necessarily that look at me but that soothing that comforting smile you are an artist so mm-hmm. uh, like why put that and music, or in writing, like why not do theater? Like I'm asking um, you, like what 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 makes this your platform?
2: I actually <laughs> I do way more than music. Um, music is just, you know what? I was asked this question yesterday by my mentor. She was like, "What are your goals? What is it that you want to do long term?" And I was like, "I feel like I'm here to inspire people to love and to get to know their truest selves by me living my life that way." Mm. So.
0: Influence. Look anyway, at me so you can look at yourself.
2: Yeah, and, like, not even in a look-at-me way. It's just, like, I know that... I feel like we all are, are... We think that we're trying to attain these goals that are ahead of us instead of realizing that, like, what you were what you were created to do on this earth, you were already doing from the moment you were born. Mm-hmm. It's hey, that not goes back something to what I you're going yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, it's nothing you're going to get to. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And, like, yeah. if you are... If you are charismatic and your character is great for you, then you're going to influence someone else to be that way. I have like, this,
0: um, this, this idea that we all from birth, we have this like steps that we are right. supposed to take. And just the influence, as you said, from other people or just the walks of life that we see that we may not get to that step mm-hmm. as soon as we are. Um, supposed to quote unquote no not that Jake's supposed to yeah we think that we're supposed that we think to. we're supposed to but inevitably
2: you gonna get there you
0: gonna get there yeah you're gonna like, get there
2: and with i i'm an artist in in all like capacity so when i was growing up my father's a sculptor and he's also a singer and songwriter my mother is a poet um and she loves to draw she's very artistic um, so I'm a visual artist. I'm also a poet. I'm also a singer, songwriter. I'm a dancer. Like I do everything.
0: That's great, and continue to do everything yeah. because, as I mentioned, um, I'm going to continue to mention this. My daughter is a fan of you from listening to that song. Yeah, th- so and, that, and you've never and you've never met my daughter before. Never. My daughter may not never meet you before. And you don't know, I but she's but her. she's going to listen to your song. So just know that you have influence. More than what you your eyes see, so I really mm. want you you to understand that. Like you have influence yeah. more than what your eyes see. I'm pretty sure there are so many people who listen to your SoundCloud that you will never meet, but you yeah. have influence on them. So I and that's really
2: crazy to think like you know, because that's what you do it for. But then when like for, me, for you to tell me that your daughter enjoyed that song, I'm like I know where I wrote it from, and that place was pain, you know, for real. But and like the my friend who did the um the beat. He's an amazing producer, and he just passed in December. Mm, sorry to hear so, that. So no, it's all good. It's a part of life. It's yeah. the most inevitable part of life. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, the most inevitable. We've got. Yeah. We've got Aioni, and we've got Ayan. I think that they did that on purpose, <laughs> so I could like mess no, up their names right. or something. Like we met.
2: We actually met in February.
0: Y'all met in February. That's yeah. that's awesome. And I lo- I love when I. Got, try my best to ask a the poet. Send me music that you enjoy so we can kind of hit on that. And it didn't it didn't take her long to send me your link and say, this mm. is the person that I want you to play. And I listened to it. I reached out to you. And it's like, oh, yeah, she already told me I was going to be in there. So <laughs> I really appreciate y'all making that connection. So yeah. I've got Ay- Ayana. Um, yes. can, I, can I get another poem? And then we're going to play Searching for You by Ayoni. So, um
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, I figured I should do something a little bit more or less depressing. <laughs> um, but uh, this poem is still very, very, uh, very relevant to, to what's happening in the world right now. It's one of my newer poems. Again, uh, free promo. <laughs> but um this poem is called uh it's actually called gun control and vaginas it's a little oh, funny twist on things but um like i said i like to use my voice to for for social change and different things human rights civil rights everything i just want to make sure that i'm impacting and empowering people so that's where this poem came from um yeah so white man on twitter say, if you do not own a gun you do not have a right to speak on gun control. And I can't help but wonder when the men in Congress grew vaginas, Had they got so much to say about mine, my rights, As if contraception be a deadly thing by all means, purchase an AR-15, but God forbid you be a woman in need of reproductive freedom this country, be a double standard disguised as morals, be a room full of dicks sticking their head in women's business without consent, this is the country we live in, a place that would rather protest women's rights than protect them, and I tell him to consider these things. How no birth control has ever murdered a room full of strangers, a classroom of students, A concert of people just trying to have a good time, yet and still you sympathize with the terrorist. Mm -hmm. Consider his circumstances as a means to justify his actions, but can't fathom one reason why a woman would need to terminate a pregnancy, and it's funny. How everyone is pro-life until it is time to do what is necessary to keep people alive. How quickly Mm. you compromise your beliefs. We do not need your permission. Have never needed a politician telling us what to do with our own bodies. This be not your business. This be when the plan B to the plan B is the clinic. The choice should not be the government's to make this be a broken system run by broken men. Too prideful to admit the backbone of this country is not them. And some call it a war on women, but there has always been a fight against anyone who is, not a white man how quickly they are to ban everything but themselves and it all makes sense cause tragedy be your tradition genocide passed down from generation to generation that gun you love so much be the only way your ancestors colonized this country in the first place Mm. see white man on twitter say stricter gun laws won't stop people from killing each other and i can't help but wonder how his logic only applies to this particular thing how regulating women's rights won't stop a woman from doing what she feels is right. This is the country we live in, a place that puts more restriction on my reproductive organs than they do on the purchase of a high-powered rifle. Mm-mm-mm. And ain't that a shame? Ain't that triggering?
0: That
2: yes, it is.
0: That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's just that's that's just You're a that world. that's a poem. That Thank is a you. poem. I promise you, I am such a fan of you I'm such a fan of you and I can't wait to continue to be a fan of you like uh, thank you so much for yeah. thank you so much for your pen and as you were sharing that uh, <laughs> me and Ayoni was just sitting here dapping up and shaking our head and pointing at you and making a, <laughs> and making a stink <laughs> face like we was really just enjoying like that and I love yeah. I love that 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 look that you had on your face as you were spitting that poem because yeah, there was truth hear. like you was just yeah. you went into and that, just, that like, zone
1: can't touch me yeah let me do my
0: work work, like and there's so many words that you said in that poem and listeners I know we're sitting here enjoying ourselves laughing and appreciation of art that is what we just heard and I want y'all to understand she is not reading anything from her phone from her book from her notebook these is closed eyes from her heart learning her work and appreciating her work I have mentioned my daughter quite a few times on this episode (laughs) my beautiful daughter Janaya nari davis i love you so much and i can't wait for you to be what i am sitting next to because i see it in you baby and when i hear you spit poems and when i hear you sing i like i'm like man like it gives me chills because this is influence means everything and i i'm so happy that i get to have this platform so my 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 queen my little princess can continue to go in her poetic past and her artistic past because it, she needs to hear things that you guys are saying right. as her being a young black queen. And that is the truth because this world we live in, this world we live in, thank you so much for that. Why do you, why do you like that poem so much?
1: Um, I, I, I definitely want to make sure that I'm, and I said that earlier this year, this year I want to really um, push myself and, and challenge myself to do more in my community. Um, I think it's one thing to be a poet and to talk about your own experience, but I think it's another thing to be able to be a voice for people who don't have the opportunity to have the platform that you have, um, which is why I think it's very important that we understand what people deal with and and what people go through. And so I'm starting to really try to challenge myself to write more poems that deal with more than just me mm. so that I can be um, a voice for multiple people for for. Uh, A a large, vast amount of people And that, you know, I can make sure That I'm not only um, A reflection of myself But a reflection of my community and a reflection of people who are actually dealing with things And the plight of not only black people But the but the plight of everyone The different things that people face And the, the so- social injustices And, um, you know, discrimination and everything I just want to make sure that I'm a, a a very big part of my community Because I think that's a really big part of being an artist Is just understanding that you're more than just yourself
0: I really, like, oh my goodness gracious You two are, like, overwhelming me with wisdom Because <laughs> the community outreach reach and just doing it for others and being a voice both of you are on the same wavelength so i'm not surprised that you sent me ayoni's music and i'm not surprised that ayoni is sitting there making a stank face as you recite that (laughs) poem because you both are on the same wavelength in the sense of what your artistry is for so Mm -hmm. i thank you so much for that i'm going to play this song i I am so excited up in here today um (laughs) thank you both for your patience and i'm sorry for having you waiting earlier um but Man this is It was definitely well worth it I've got Searching For Coming from Ayoni Jeffries And then she's gonna let us know I feel like this is the only episode thus far That I've had that I'm mad That it's only 10 minutes left Like in real life I'm (laughs) like why did time go by so fast So we've got Searching For We've got Searching For By Ayoni Jeffries Wow I just wanted to tell you that I love you and uh, recently i just been soul searching, you know, just sticking deep with myself. And I've realized that I have so much more healing to do, you know. I've, I've kept so much stuff repressed. And I gotta release and I gotta let it go before we get to where we're headed to, you know. But I just wanted to say I love you and I thank you for sticking it through with me, baby. You're amazing. And we can only go up here.
2: Searching for her and me. need time to be free, wandering eyes, pray you find what you're searching for, wandering eyes, pray you find what you're searching for. past, wandering eyes, pray you find what you're searching for, wandering eyes, pray you find what you're searching for. Like, I want to just be that.
0: That was a Yoni Jeffries was searching for, um, and she was hitting on where that poem came from. Go ahead and let us know. We've got seven minutes. No, I don't want to end this (laughs) episode. I really don't. Like, I don't want to go home. Please, (laughs) please tell us, please tell us where that came from, where that searching for came from.
2: Um, so this is crazy because I I did not know I was going to even share this story. But um, last April, I attempted suicide, Mm. and the song that that the person that that song is about um, is Camus Leonardo. He's an artist as well, Um, and I wrote it from a place of us both like trying to trying to find ourselves. And it's crazy because of like the poem that you just did about your ex and like how his experience, or how your experience was with him, his attempt is how I feel. Um, Camus wrote his song called Wondering Guys about me from like his perspective. And then I wrote this as a response track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, um, yeah, I was just like mad depressed for real in my room one day. I woke up and I was like, I don't wanna fall back into the same cycles that i've been letting myself you know go through and i hadn't wrote a very i hadn't wrote a vulnerable piece in about two years Uh and then that day it just came out and i wrote the song in like two minutes wow
0: Wow, that's that's and this the vocals behind it it, like that's one thing that i really appreciate like um harmony how you harmonize with each song that i've heard and um I'm, I'm just a fan of you. This is the first time I've ever met you. And um, earlier this week was the first time I've ever heard any of your music. And yeah. I thank you so much, Ayana, for giving me this gift. Like, thank you for giving me this gift thank of you, you spitting yeah. poems and this gift of Ayoni Jeffries because uh, I'm not going to forget who you are by any means. And um, thank you for being on my archive because I'm going to do an episode sometime soon where I literally just play music from the music that has been sent to me. Hey. And I can't wait to open up with with you or close out with you or play you in the mist and then i gonna have another episode where i try to bring the poets that i've been in here and i have a mm-hmm. poetic cipher it's no interview just straight poems for an hour mm-hmm. so like i appreciate both of you collabing with me on spoken stories LP of hillsborough with your boy poet laureate of hillsborough endless will william davis you guys already know who who i am by now this is episode 15 but my last question Um, I really don't want this to end this is so crazy like I'm sitting here looking at the 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 track line go and I'm like why can't I just pause time and continue (laughs) the interview because I don't want this to end Um, my question for both of you is um, like what's some upcoming shows that you have please tell us that in the midst of three and a half minutes that we have and what's next for both of you Who's first my and <laughs> my apologies my, yeah <laughs> my apologies about the feedback of that for new listeners but we have listeners we have uh one mic in here and they're sharing like <laughs> this is this is a special show we've got two you're people like, we're interviewing so um again so. ayona a- what's what's next for you
2: um really quickly i have um a couple shows coming up you can catch me um on june or oh, excuse me may 25th I will be performing at Hip Hop Against Lupus, and that's why I'll be spitting. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with
0: that. That's with, um, don't even tell me, Vinny. that's with uh, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny Dangerous, yep. yep. I'm familiar with Vinny, he's um, dope.
2: And then June 1st, I'll be with Golden Age, which is like a improv comedy show They'll I'm going to sing Searching For and they're going to, like, make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in seeing. I'm going to, like, come, you know, hard. Like, I'm not going to give you no easy song. Um, and then I'll be, I have a couple more shows over the summer. Oh, I'm doing... Um, it's a interactive art exhibit with Moni Marshall um, called Buy My Buy My Body and Call It Art" or Buy My Body and Call It a Ticket," excuse me. Mm. Um, and this is we we did one early this year, which was Buy My Soul and Call It Art." And these this like this presentation is not what you can ever nothing you can expect. So um, all I say is like follow me on social media at awaruhi a w a r u h i. Um, and I'll post everything that I'm doing because I don't think people gonna remember from what I just said. <laughs> oh,
0: that's I, I'm pretty. I'm really glad that you plugged your social media. And what I'm gonna yeah. do is I'm gonna put your social media on the website um, endlesswill dot slash poetry. And um, funny. and I'm gonna make sure I put every. A particular link for ayona ayoni <laughs> ayoni <laughs> and ayana i think they did that on purpose <laughs> like i'm definitely going to put the links to both of them so you can so your listeners can find out where to find them because you definitely if you don't follow them on your facebook or instagram you need to stop following me because they're more important
1: <laughs> good night. Uh, <laughs> night Nah.
0: and next Ay- ayana what's what's next for you
1: okay so um i had to i had to get the mic to uh yoni because i really forgot um so next is going to be i have a couple of features um just people like you know booking me which is like really dope because that's kind of cool to get paid just to say what you usually would say um so i have a show in columbia south Carolina. then um, i'll be going to southern fry which is a national competition that'll be in san antonio and um Then we'll go to Chicago in August for another. That's the National Poetry Slam competition, which is, like, the biggest one. Um, But on a local level, um, I'm always going to be at the Haytai Heritage Center every third Saturday of the month, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for our local Bull City uh, Slam competition. And, um, you know, what's next for me, I'm really working on my podcast. It's called Passion Over Popularity. Um, And it's on SoundCloud, so you can just kind of look it up. Uh, and you can follow me. Most of my um, things dealing with my artistry is going to be um, through, like, Facebook. And my Facebook name is Ayana Albertson.
0: Beautiful. We're – man – 15 seconds left, where I spoke stories. stories. <laughs> uh, W-H-E-P, L-P of Hillsboro, your boy, Port Lloyd Hillsboro, Endless Will. I got Yana and I've got Ayoni, and they just lit it on fire. Thank you so much, listeners, for paying attention to us and continue to put in work and reach out and do something more than for yourself. Um, thank you, ladies.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Spoken Stories.